to the local bar podcast with your host chad alexander come on in we have a lot of friends we want you to meet well hello there from beautiful downtown columbia south carolina looking right in the heart of rosewood this is the local bar I'm your host, Chad Alexander, and of all the places you could be, you have decided to spend some time with us today. For that, we're incredibly grateful. How you doing? Local Bar can be found on Spotify, iTunes, iHeart, all those places. Uh, Good Pods reached out to us, and we, we now do our shows over there. Just about anywhere. Just about anywhere where you can get uh, get a good podcast. That's where we are. Find us at uh, localbarmedia.com. I actually wouldn't go there for a couple months. We're we're kind of cleaning that thing up. Going to launch something new January 1st with that. Make it a lot easier. Been asked a lot for transcripts of the show. Uh, just doing some things make it a little bit more searchable. Uh, so that'll be coming. Uh, watch that January 1st. Uh, questions, comments, condolences, concerns. Chad at localbarmedia.com. And if you... Uh, um, if you want to support the show, patreon.com slash local bar. I am, um, uh, I'm excited. I've got a, a, re- a really good guest this week talking about something that, that I love and believe in <clears throat> another one of these things that I actually put my money in, not somebody who puts our money, puts their money in us. Uh, it's, uh, Amy Minkle. She uh, runs a bunch of the fleet feet stores. If you don't know anything about that, you're going to want to listen. It's a really cool Really amazing store that uh, does more than just sell shoes. You have to check that out here. Coming up in just a few minutes. A little bit of housekeeping for everybody. If you are in the Columbia area, the time of recording, it is the 11th. I believe it is December the 12th. Today is November 11th. So December the 12th. it's a Sunday, if I am not mistaken. Yes, Sunday, December the 12th. Uh, if you're in the Columbia area, over at Foxfield Bar and Grill, right here off Rosewood, a football throw from the studio I stand in right now. Uh, the 500 Block, which is a, a, a group of folks and neighbors here in the Rosewood community, is having their annual benefit for the women, Women's Shelter of Columbia if you can check it out, it goes from 4 to 7. Again, that's Sunday, December 12th. Put that on your calendar. It's always a good time. Um, I don't know who's playing at it. I'm sure I'll announce when it gets a little bit closer. But um, it's, a, it's a great cause uh, put, on, put together by a neighborhood here who always does a fantastic job with that. If you want to hear probably some great music, they've always got great musicians playing, some good food. Becca can cook up some of the best food in town. Check that out. It's a free event, but but take some money with you so you can buy some door prizes and uh, and contribute to the Columbia Women's Shelter. It's a it's a wonderful wonderful organization. I am tired. I I am wiped. It is it's that season where you forget uh, a couple of things. All the running around you have to do. Everybody's work is is going like at blitz speed because they want to get a bunch of stuff done. The days are getting shorter. All, all that stuff that we can complain about. And I, and I always know it's coming. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know. But it's really not that big of a deal. And like the first couple of weeks of it, I'm always like, oh, it's the worst. I've gotten some emails lately, though, uh, about how I feel. So if you, haven't, uh, if you haven't listened to the show, I apologize for not having a show last week. But if you haven't listened to the show uh, in a while, I did an interview with Jeff Spoon. He is the CEO of... The big dog behind a, a, a weight loss. It's not really a weight loss. But weight loss is a big part of it, but a, a, a movement uh, of people wanting to get healthier called E2M. That's E, the letter E, the number two, and the letter M. I really wish he'd named it something else. Uh, but it stands for Eager to Motivate, and it is wonderful. It's fantastic. They do one heck of a job uh, with, with, their, with their organization. And I, my, Maria and I, Maria turned me on to it. Maria and I have not only done the program, it's about, it's, it's eight weeks long. Uh, we have not only done the program, we have adapted to, uh, our lifestyle to it, to where we, uh, just, just in, in short, we, we do certain workouts every other day. Uh, we run, 
uh, on the days that we don't. We have specific diet. Uh, there's a fasting involved, and then there's um, uh, a hydration portion of it. And uh, it's a lot easier than it sounds. And it's great because there's a schedule to it. And I am someone who my wife will tell you needs a schedule more than most. So it's been really good for me. And I have. I've dropped uh, as of the scale this morning. I am still around 45 pounds. We've had some uh, (laughs) we've had some. Uh, a friend of ours birthday party last weekend that uh, he really packed on the calories and uh, a couple of camping trips with our good friends, the Millers. And yeah, it's, it's been a, it's been a challenge. It's been a challenge, but we've, we've gotten through it, but I've gotten a lot of emails about it asking now that I am uh, seven months into this lifestyle change. Is that right? Two, four, no, five months into this lifestyle change. Uh, how is it? Uh, I feel great. I, I, I really do. I, uh, my, uh, for those of you that know, I, I'm big, big into running. Um, I, my time has now, uh, probably over the past month drastically dropped and, um, I feel good. I have a lot more energy during the day when I'm normally not like this. And, um, and the diet is not, it's not hard. It's, it's actually easier to follow and it's pretty, it's a little bit easier on the old wallet because you're not going out to lunch every day at work. And I, um, I, I'm a real big believer in it. I do feel really good about it. Uh, we are in the middle of a session with it. So you, you're kind of too late if you wanted to get into it, but they, uh, conveniently wrap this round up on December 31st, which means, just in time for your New Year's resolutions, you could jump into it if you wanted to. If you want to check it out, E2M on Facebook, Eager to Motivate. You can you can find it. There are links to it, I think, on our Facebook page if you want to go and check it out. But, um, yeah, I uh, I do. I, I do feel a lot better. But today, I just I just don't. It's, it's, it's all, oh, gosh. Work has been, work has just been a pain. And it's, it's one of those things that when you're in marketing and sales, you know, people... When you're doing your job and you're doing great, nobody appreciates you. And then all of a sudden, if things go a little haywire, oh, why, why'd you let, why'd you let the Titanic hit that iceberg? And it's just something that 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 me and my group are having to deal with. That takes a little bit out of us too. Plus, your kids know Christmas is coming. They know that uh, Thanksgiving break is coming up, and that means Christmas breaks right around the corner. So they're already not listening. <laughs> We've got one daughter that's busy doing travel soccer and going crazy. Just it, it, it pulled in all directions. So one of the things I was thinking about today is, you know, I'm very thankful for this, uh, this, this program that I'm on is this, this, this new lifestyle shift because it, it's really come at a really good time that, that, that when challenges are thrown at me and even my body is reacting in ways where it feels worn out. Um, not so much. I'm just, I'm just really tired today. I'm, 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 mentally worn out today but the 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 diet gives me something to keep me on pace the workouts give me something to shoot for and accomplish so i i feel good about it and i i gotta tell you that as a guy that put on way too much weight over the past like seven years but especially over the past two years with all this covid crap i needed something I needed something to to center me back to where I where I knew I needed to be, and having something that had action items on it was just just what the doctor ordered. Now, one of those is running, and I, I've noticed that every time I talk to somebody about running, I don't say everybody, about half the times I bring it up, somebody will roll their eyes. Oh, I I, I just can't run. Really, you got you got two legs down there. Well, it's just really bad for your knees. It's bad for your back. It's, and all that stuff is really bad for you. Uh, McDonald's is healthy. That pizza is going to give you a six-pack. That pizza is going to turn your six-pack into a keg, brother. Yeah, you know, r- running is one of those things that I actually I, I did um, probably about 10 years ago. My dad was a big distance runner. And, and I decided that about 10 years ago, I was going to give it a, a try. And so I decided that for two whole months, I was going to run every other day. And what I was going to do is I was going to run three miles. And so what I did is I ran and walked for the first few days, took about an hour. But I, I had that hour set aside. 
And I got to where I could run a mile, and then I'd walk, and then I could run two miles, and then I'd walk, and then suddenly I could run three miles, and I kept running those three miles, and then suddenly I was running those three miles a little bit faster, and then that hour that I had spent in the morning was cut down to around 30 minutes, and I had a little bit extra time if I wanted to do a little bit more running, and I, and I found that suddenly because I progressed with it that it was something that I really enjoyed and something I could see, not instant gratification, but pretty quick. And if you're somebody like me who uh, was carrying a little bit extra weight, it just seems to fall right off after about a, a, a month of, of running. I, uh, I do understand, though, the concerns that people have and the worries they've had. And not only that, the injury stories or the, uh, or the other old war wounds they have that keep them from running. That's number one uh, why I sought these people out. I, I will go ahead and tell you, this store, that not not these folks, but this store is uh, where I get my running shoes. This is where my wife gets her running shoes. They have something there that is a little bit different. It's not just going somewhere where somebody's like, oh, well, what kind of shoes do you like? Well, I think you really like these. No, it. they, they have uh, these devices that measure your feet. They have... Um, they have uh, folks that work in the store that ask questions around what you're planning on doing. And not only that, they've got things that can help you reach those goals. I think that's something that we're missing now. And I think it's not just in our physical health where we're missing it. But more on that in a minute. I want to bring you my interview with uh, Amy Minkle. She runs the stores down in the Charleston, South Carolina area. She and her husband have been doing this for a little while. She'll talk about that in the interview. Uh, she speaks on not only what they do but uh, in the store, but what they do in the community. It's a wonderful interview. If you are in the Charleston area, they have a couple of great um, race is coming up. I'm going to tell you, I believe the one in December is done. It is, it is absolutely slam packed. You can't get in there. The one at Thanksgiving though is still open. If it sounds like something you want to do, you better jump on it as soon as you hear this interview, because I get the feeling they're going to be absolutely hemmed up not long, uh, over the next couple of days. So, so I, just a little word of warning for those of you runners out there looking to do something cool even if it's with the family on Thanksgiving. It sounds like an awesome race, but Amy will talk about that here in a second. So without further ado, my interview with Amy Minkle, and I'll talk to you on the other side of the break. Waking up to you ain't easy Knowing you're not really there Another morning guarantees me Another night up in the air Yet another demonstration How easy I'm so tranquilized By some innate fascination And the slight turn of your eyes Break my heart, break it twice Break my heart, break it twice Break my heart, break it twice, third time's charm, yeah, third time's charm. I put the pieces back together, shook it out and counted it ten. You know, it was about uh, a couple of weeks ago, the last show that we did, I, I had... Uh, someone who is a, a, a health fitness uh, guru on the show, and I got tons of emails about it. I uh, happened just out of, out of uh, just a weird circumstance, run into someone else that I think will really be able to kind of speak to uh, not only the health side of what we do, but the business side and the, the activity side as far as communities are con concerned. Uh, with me this week, is the owner of the Fleet Feet down in uh, a couple of parts of South Carolina, Amy Minkle. Amy, how are you? I'm doing fantastic, Chad. Hope you are. Yes, I am. Thanks so much for joining us today. So a, a lot of people may not know what Fleet Feet is. Can you tell them just briefly what that store is and why it's different than, than other shoe stores they may come across? Well, Chad, basically what we are is a specialty retail store 
that um, our goal is to help people either get moving or stay moving. Um, we want to provide support, education, um, and impart as much knowledge as we can to folks in the community about how they can keep their feet healthy, happy, and that um, it's really a myth that uh, your feet should hurt. Um, <laughs> you know, we need to t- we need we need to take care of our feet. They're the foundation of everything that we do, and um, our goal is to make sure that everybody has the opportunity to make their feet as happy as they can and get them as far as they want to go. Now, how did you get into this? How long have you been the owner of these stores? What kind of got you started in this line of work? So my husband and I um, moved to the Charleston area about nine years ago um, with the intention of opening our store. And we had actually been living up in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, and had been a customer of the Fleet Feet um, in that area and and had gotten to know the owners of that store and just really loved um, what we saw them doing in the community. And when we decided we wanted to make a a big change um, and own our own business, um, Fleet Feet just seemed to be the best direction and you know was going to provide us with all the things that we were looking for so i um i, I want to kind of throw this out here here at the beginning of this um i, I said this last week too uh the, the fleet feet is not a sponsor of this show this is actually somebody that i give money to my wife and i uh, <laughs> get shoes from fleet feet we we really like what they do at the store, um, I, I think not only the products, but the service we get there is fantastic. So talk, I, want, I want to talk a little bit, though, about what really brought me into to Fleet Feet. And I want you to kind of speak on this. Y'all, y'all don't just talk to people about their shoes and, and, and just kind of try to find something that they like. Y'all have devices and, and, and other like techniques that you use to make sure people are getting the exact pair of shoes that they need. Can, can you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. Um, You know, we take folks through a, what we call a fit process, um, and that has several components. The first one is just getting to know you and um, finding out what activities you're going to be doing in your shoes, what types of injuries or aches and pains you're dealing with. Um, We take a look at your feet and actually ask you to um, do a little demo walk for us. Um, so that we can kind of get an idea of how your foot interacts with the ground. And we're looking for just different um, components to your gait at that point. From there, um, we like to put you on our Fit ID machine, which takes a 3D scan of your foot and gives us multiple different pieces of information um, about your width of your foot, the length, um, volume, arch height, you know, all these different pieces and parts that really help us be able to narrow down the hundreds of options of shoes and give you some great options to try that we think will work well for you. But in the end, what's going to be the best shoe for you is the one that feels the best on your foot. Now, I, I want to bring this up because I, I think this it's important to talk about that, that the, the, the scan and everything that you do. I mean, obviously, the discussion I have along with the associate there is always great, but for, for the for the people that are listeners of this show, th- there was something that's happened for me over the past few months that I think you guys actually really helped out, and I can I can tell a difference already this week. So I've been a big I was you know when I when I the I think when I came to utilizing Fleet Feet from a friend of mine who does triathlons and a bunch of other things, um, I was a Mizuno shoe user and I switched over mm-hmm. and then and the next two pairs of shoes I had were Brooks and I loved them. They're they're fantastic. But I have dropped about 45 pounds and uh in doing so I, I really felt like my feet weren't striding correctly in, in my shoe. I felt like something was off. And so we did the the scan. Obviously there was a there was a change in my foot. I have now gone to uh, a, a brand new pair of new balances which I've never run in and I gotta say, so far, I absolutely love them. It, it's been the the exact right thing for me. So that discussion, along with the scan, really allowed for me after I've gone through a a, a change in my body to feel different and and to c- continue getting good results like I wanted. I don't think I would have gotten that 
I'm pretty dang sure I wouldn't have gotten that just from buying my own pair of shoes. What's really crazy though is that I, you know, I'm a I'm a conscious buyer and I've done my research. You guys are cheaper than what I've seen on Amazon. So the 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 business people and the business savvy folks that that listen to the show are going to want to know this question. How, with all that built-in technology and being a basically a standalone store, not someone who does, well, I don't know if you do a lot over the internet, but but probably doesn't do that much over the internet, how do you stay so competitive with your pricing? Well, we're very fortunate that we have um, brand partners and our vendors. They believe in what we do, and so they are they try and be competitive with their pricing with us to allow us to be competitive in the marketplace. Um, the one thing I will say, you know, for the majority of us, we we will price match um, against shoes that are on sale, but it's one of those things that that's not the primary way we do business. Um, and we also are very fortunate that most of our customer base comes via word of mouth. Um, yeah. Recommendation from folks that come in and have gone through the process and had a good experience. And so that allows us to, folks that are coming to us the majority of the time, it's not just a casual walk by and, oh, let's go in here and see what's going on. They're coming with a specific purpose of, this is my expectation and hopefully we're exceeding it every time that they come in. Um, and that's really what allows us to you know, remain competitive. And also we sell things other than shoes. Um, so a lot of that um, accessories and, and other products that go along with that purchase of a shoe help make up the difference now before we before we move on from from this that you bring up something that that i'm a big believer in and and i'm going to be i'll be quite frank with you i actually thought the first time an associate brought it up to me i I thought it was just kind of like one of these gimmick buys but you guys sell these uh inserts into your shoes and i'm not that yeah i I will say i'm not a podiatrist of any kind i am uh i'm barely a dude that can make it six miles a day when i run but I, I have been running for a while, and, and one of the things that I've battled before is this issue with plantar fasciitis in my, in, in my right foot. I bought the inserts because my wife got them and she loved them. I have not had an issue with my plantar fasciitis in the two and a half years that I've been using your inserts. What, what is the magic in these inserts? How did you get associated with them? How do they work alongside with what you guys do? And uh, what, what is it that, that people really need to know about those as well? So the, the insoles of choice for um, our Fleet Feet stores are made by a company called Superfeet. Um, they're out of Washington State, and they originally started as a custom insole company. So the science has always been there. And really the science behind the insole is to break it down very simply, if you look at your foot, it's three-dimensional. If you look at a shoe, it's two-dimensional. When you add that insole in there, it just kind of marries the two things together and it provides support via the heel of the foot versus a lot of folks say, well, I need arch support, I need arch support. Yes, that is true to a degree, but what a superfeet insole is going to do is provide that support for the arch of the foot via the heel and supporting that heel. And it helps with overall alignment. So it helps keep your foot, ankle, knee, hip, all in a little bit better alignment. You know, we're talking a fraction um, of you know, support. Yeah. We're not trying to correct somebody's foot structure. We're not claiming that it's going to change your gait or anything like that. It's really just a very simple um, piece of material that goes in the shoe that takes the place of that um, 10 cent uh, foam sock liner um, that you find. Because if you pull that sock liner out of any specialty running shoe, walking shoe, it's flat on the inside. Yeah, There is nothing in there. And your foot's not flat. Most people don't have flat feet. You have some people out there that have flat feet, but we're not designed. Like if you look at somebody who has flat feet, 
then they have alignment issues other places. You know, their knees kind of tend to cave in towards the center. That affects their hips. And so that superfemur sole just really helps kind of pull everything back into a little better alignment. And when you do that, it reduces wear wear and tear on everything. Um, you know, when somebody like yourself has plantar fasciitis, fasciitis, a lot of times that is caused by the calf muscle being super tight. Well, there's a reason why that calf muscle is super tight. And a lot of times it's some type of muscle imbalance or the way that you're stepping or, you know, some type of repetitive movement. That super feet insole can help reduce that, therefore keeping you in better alignment, which reduces that calf tightness, which then helps the plantar fasciitis. Okay. You said something at the beginning about um, people not knowing that their feet need to, don't need to hurt. And it, and it reminded right. me of the, of the feeling that I had. A, a buddy of mine who is really big, he, we, he doesn't do them, but we're both, um, we're both enamored with the idea of like the ultra marathons and, and people that do these absolutely mm-hmm. amazing, amazing races that I had no idea that they existed. Uh, I came late to this book, but he passed along a copy of Born to Run to me about uh, yep. the tribe in Mexico that, that that time kind of forgot, and they run these incredibly long races, and, and they run on these shoes that are, are basically nothing. They, they're basically just leather, and it was talking about how the uh, the human body is already built with what it needs in order to to run correctly, um, and and granted, just like everybody else, I decided that I was going to do nothing but drink that lime juice and run on sandals, and I, I quickly I quickly gave that up and I went back. But but when I went to Fleet Feet, it reminded me of that. It reminded me of the okay, here's a shoe, and this shoe does this great thing, but it's not perfect. So so here's what this does. Is that really what what Fleet Feet is founded on? I mean, it it does it feels like that's what it is. Is is this idea of here are these great things, but they're not one size fits all. And I don't just mean in the shoe size. Here's all this other stuff that we have to look into in order to give you something that number one you need to stay healthy, but number two, uh, you need to understand doesn't have to be painful and can be something that 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 allows for you to continue on in ways that you've probably never seen before. Is that kind of the story that you see? through the customers that you have in your communities? Oh, absolutely. Um, You know, one of the most commonly asked questions when someone comes in is, what's the best shoe? I want the absolute best shoe. Yeah. Well, the absolute best shoe for me is not necessarily going to be the absolute best shoe for you or for your wife or your friend. And so, you know, finding, gathering information and then taking all of those puzzle pieces and putting them together. And like I said, narrowing down the options for somebody and saying, okay, here are the things that from all the data that I've looked at that you shared with me that we've gotten from the scan, here are the, the shoes that should, in theory, feel really good to you, support your body in the way that you need it, and allow you to do the things that you want to do. Yeah. it's. I mean, it's... It sounds complicated sometimes, and sometimes it feels complicated <laughs> sure. um, <laughs> because everybody's so different. But it really comes down to, you know, just taking that information and, you know, looking at the shape of someone's foot. You know, that should yeah. be one of the first things that we're looking at is the shape of someone's foot. You know, shoes are shaped very differently. And so you don't want to take, even if the, the other pieces and parts of a shoe seem like they would match, but the shape is completely off, it's not going to feel good. And it doesn't matter if all those other things make sense. If it's not the right shape, that's not going to feel good on that person's foot. And it doesn't matter how amazing you think the shoe is or the company tells you the shoe is. If it doesn't feel good, there's no point. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I got the chance to speak to Jennifer Roberts, the marketing associate that's uh, down there, marketing coordinator, excuse me, down there in Charleston. And she she briefly mentioned something uh, to me, and it's it's one of the other reasons I really wanted to talk to you. Uh, she mentioned about things that y'all do about how you, you give back to the community and how it's something that y'all really love doing. Can you, can you tell me a little bit about what y'all are doing in that area? Sure. I mean, again, it was one of those things that was really important to my husband and I when, you know, we decided to go on this journey is we wanted to be part of our local community and find opportunities to give back in the ways that were important to us. And we've been very fortunate that we've been able to um, 
support local organizations such as the Low Country Food Bank and East Cooper Community Outreach, as well as multiple other organizations here through whether it's, you know, we put on a couple of large races um, each year and all of the proceeds um, are split among those organizations. We do um, a lot of shoe donation um, and we spread that amongst, you know, Jennifer probably knows better than I do because um, she's always looking for opportunities for us to donate, you know, gently used shoes to folks. But um, it, it's just something that is very present in our minds yeah. when we are making decisions about what events we're going to be part of, what where we're going to spend our time. Um, and, and we know how important it is to our team. And we want to provide those avenues for our team to be able to have that opportunity to really touch people's lives outside of the store and, you know, have that chance to really give back and pay it forward. Um, you, it's, that's interesting. I didn't know that about the shoe donation. That's that's awesome. It, it, just a little history. One of one of the sponsors we used to have for the show was Bombas, the sock company, and I, 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 mm-hmm. they, they don't sell them in the Fleet Feet that I go to. But I can't. My wife swears she loves the socks that y'all have in the store, and I I can't get out of the Bombas. I I just love it. something about how thick they are. <laughs> But you know they they donate a pair for every pair they sell. I think they're making T-shirts and underwear now. But um, I think that's yep. really, I think that's great. I think it's phenomenal, especially when stores can do that w- within their community. And and I think it says a lot about y'all. You mentioned you mentioned the races. Y'all've got a couple coming up though, don't you? We do actually. We have our Thanksgiving Day race um, that's up in Somerville in the Carnes Crossroads Crossroads community um, on Thanksgiving Day. It's called Huffin' for the Stuffin'. And um, it's a great family-friendly event. It's a good opportunity to get out there, you know, get some miles in before enjoying the festivities of the day. And, you know, the proceeds from that race go to um, Dorchester Paws as well as another program through the Goose Creek Police Department called Shop with a Badge, where the police officers there um, have the opportunity to take some kids uh, that probably wouldn't have a very good Christmas out shopping um, for some gifts for themselves and for their families. And then our other race that um, is coming up is December the 18th, which is the 8th annual Cocoa Cup 5K. Um, And that is uh, very holiday-themed, festive. Everybody gets a Nike hooded sweatshirt as their race shirt, um, which is quite the... uh, it, it still boggles my mind how people flip out over these sweatshirts. But, <laughs> uh, and, and we try and do a different color every year. So, you know, we're being hounded right now of what's the color of the sweatshirt this year? Is it ever going to be a repeat? And those sorts of things. So we're keeping that very quiet still. Yeah. Um, and the proceeds from that race go to the Low Country Food Bank and East Cooper Community Outreach. And then we also always have kind of a like a wild card um, charity that we will pick or you know, some opportunity that we will see to, uh, you know, continue to spread out that donation as well. I, I, have, to, I have to tell you, my, you know, the, my wife really wanted to do that race, and it, we, we, she didn't. Re- our calendars were crossed. She didn't realize we had, we had a trip planned for that day, and um, but the thing, the thing she brought up to me was like, "You got to see the sweatshirt that they've got." And I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> but you know what? I will, I will abs- over a good race shirt because those are the ones that last me forever. I will. Absolutely. Yep. I will absolutely do a race for it. The one on Thanksgiving, is it actually on Thanksgiving Day? It is. It's on Thanksgiving Day. It starts at 9 a.m. Um, you know, goes through the Carnes Crossroads neighborhood, a little bit of trail involved, a really fun, you know, relaxing event. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we love, we encourage, and we love to see, you know, total families come out. You know, we have folks that, are coming from other places in to visit family and they sign the entire family up, you know, all three or four generations to get out there and, um, you know, run and walk and, you know, start their day off well. Oh, that's awesome. That's really cool. I don't... And I will say that race still has a few spots open. We I... haven't sold out yet. The Cocoa Cup's been sold out for a month and a half. Yeah. I, I, I got to talk to my wife 
I better not sign up before I check our calendars. But one of our, our daughter that plays um, travel soccer is going to be with us that morning. And we might have to drive down to Somerville for that because that, that sounds like an awesome race. That, that sounds really cool. Um, you know, one of the things, just to, to kind of go back to talking a little bit about what you guys have done as far as helping out the communities. When we talk about you know, helping people kind of figure out what they need to do if they want to get started, whether they're someone who has never run before and they really want to get going again, they used to, um, they feel like they're supposed to, the doctor tells them they need to be more active, whether it's running or walking, but they're just kind of afraid to. Can, can you tell me about a story about someone that you've seen firsthand that, that was able to come into the store and, and you guys were to able were able to make a difference with them and see something really positive and, and really kind of maybe even life-changing for them happen uh, just through their own efforts and, and through which you guys were able to, to offer them as far as the service is concerned? Well, I can probably think of at least 20 different um, <laughs> stories, but I'll try and you know, narrow that down. You know, we've had the privilege of helping folks that from every different fitness level um, and every different goal from your 80-year-old who has been walking two miles a day for 10 years or, you know, or more when they had to stop running and thought they were going to have to stop and just couldn't wrap their brain around that concept. But we were able to find them a shoe that actually worked for them, an insole that worked. They were getting blisters because they weren't wearing good socks. And to see her face light up that she was going to be able to keep doing her walking and lead her walking group um, that she had been leading with, you know, other folks that were in her age range, you know, nothing can be make you happier than that. And the number of folks that have come to us and have said, my doctor says, my blood pressure's high, I need to lose a few pounds, you know, I need to get moving, but I just can't, you know, I'm just not comfortable. Yeah. Um, we have an employee who was a customer initially, and she came in and was fit, and, you know, she had just started her fitness journey at that point. She knew that she needed to get healthy, and she lost 50 pounds. Oh. Um, and then ended up becoming an employee, a full-time employee, because she was so inspired by the experience that she had and the support that she received um, from our team when she came in and was very intimidated when she first came in. She didn't think she this was the place for her. Yeah. Um, but someone else had made a recommendation and said, hey, they will take good care of you. This is where you need to go. If anybody can help you find what you need to just, take those first few steps, you know, go see him. And she did. And we did nothing other than put her in the right shoes, provide her with some other things that she needed and encouragement, you know, and listen to her story and asked her to please check back in with us and let us know how she was doing. And then when she got to a certain point in her journey, you know, she joined one of our 5K, you know, couch to 5k training programs oh wow and now and now she actually has gone from being a participant to being a mentor and now is the coach oh wow that's awesome Oh, fantastic. Yeah. You know, I, I, one of the things I hear from people a, a lot, you know, when, when, when I, whether I'm talking to them about something that I've done health-wise or just, just chatting with anyone um, you know, you'll, over over the past couple of years with COVID, people got a lot more sedentary. It, it, people aren't moving as much in their offices. Even though people have been at home, they, they haven't been as active. And I've heard people say, I've got to get back into shape. Whenever I bring up anything about running, people, I, I think nine times out of ten I hear, oh, but I hate running. Or, oh, it, it just, it's so bad for your knees. Or, you know, so much, so much bad stuff with running. And, you know, I, I know that, number one, I think the real reason I probably hear that more often than not, and I don't, I don't ever challenge people on this because you know you, you you really need to learn to be accountable to yourself before you start like a running regimen. But it's you know different than going to the gym 
running is the one thing you can't lie to yourself about. Like you can go to the gym and go through the motions, maybe not lift as much as you need to, but when you go out to run, you either run or you don't. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I think people also don't understand how quickly they can see progression in running. And, and there really is, to me, no more instant gratification than taking one month and saying, I'm going to run every other day and seeing the drastic change you can make. But there are people that, that have those fears or have had those injuries before. Well, what do you tell those people and, and how do you help them try to, you know, try to find their way over those fears? Well, I think one of the, there's a couple of very important things to consider. One, running is the base of almost any sport. Um, so, you know, we have a lot of people that say, well, I'm not a runner, but I played soccer. Or, I'm not a runner. I only run a mile. Or, you know, so I think the, you have to change people's mindset of what a runner is. Um, that it doesn't, a runner is not somebody who, you know, strictly is training for a certain distance. If you run at all, you're a runner. The other thing that I think is a little bit of a misconception is people think, oh, I want to start running. So I'm just going to throw on the first pair of shoes I see, and I'm going to go out, and I'm going to run as far and as fast as I can. <laughs> sure. Um, that is a terrible idea. <laughs> yeah. you, will, you will never, ever want to run again yes, if yes. that is how you start running. And so one of the things that we really encourage folks to do is if they want to start running, they need to do it smartly. They need to have a plan. And based on their fitness level, and it doesn't even matter. if You, you could be in great shape from some other type of activity. If you're not running consistently, you need to start from step one. You know, you've got yeah. to have, you know, a program that you follow and it doesn't matter if it's our program, I mean, or there's so many different programs out there, but you have to start and you have to build and you have to kind of continue to follow that plan and gradually increase your mileage. And you also have to do all the other things. So you can run, but you should also be doing some type of cross training, um, you know, to help strengthen your muscles. Um, you should be doing flexibility work so that you keep your muscles loose and happy and healthy. Um, you know, runners tend to not like to do anything but run. And that is one of the things that we struggle with and we, you know, really try and encourage, whether it's within our training programs or just even with our regulars that come in and see us a lot, you can prevent just about every injury that comes from running or is related to running by doing your cross training. Um, and it's the same for any sport. If you're constantly just doing one type of activity, your body develops muscles that aren't balanced, um, and you have repetitive stress that um, you can't, you're not really counteracting by, you know, strengthening. And so I think that's, you know, and it should be, it should be running as a sport that's just simple that you put on a pair of shoes and you go out and do. And it is, you know, at its base form. But until you get to a point that you know the ins and outs and the pieces and parts, you're not going to feel great. You're probably not going to love it um, if you don't have a little bit of education. Yeah, that's 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 so amazing because I, you know, for the longest time, I uh, I would run and then I'd go to the gym and I would lift weights. But I would only do upper body and like core stuff at the gym. I, I refused to do okay. lower body because I, in my mind, I didn't want to wear my legs out. And I, I dealt with knee issues. I dealt with that plantar fasciitis. I dealt with a, a couple of ankle like issues before. You know, especially with my ankle. You know, those, those being balanced muscles, I, I was doing absolutely nothing with them. And and since I've re, like reintroduced myself back to running, I've been doing cross training things with my wife through this other program we've been doing. And I've had, you know, knock on wood, I have had no issues. And it's it's so amazing. I, you know, you, you we try to think outthink ourselves sometimes. And we we forget the you know the, the, the actual natural way that our bodies are built and, and how we have to take care of that. It's it's so it's so interesting to hear you say that. I, I'm definitely a big believer in that. Hey, real quick, let me let you out of here, but I want to um, I want to ask you if people are interested in Fleet Feet, if they want to find out more about the races and everything you guys have coming up or anything else going on, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you guys? 
Uh, the easiest thing is to either jump on our website, uh, fleetfeetmountpleasant.com. Um, they can check out our Instagram, which is fleetfeetcharleston, um, or even our Facebook page, um, either fleetfeetmountpleasant or fleetfeetsomerville. And you can also find links there to our national um, listings. So if, there's, if you're not close to us here in South Carolina, there's probably a fleet feet near you. Awesome. Well, Amy, thanks so much for your time today. I really appreciate you spending a little bit of time telling us about y'all. Thank you for the work that you do in the community and what you do to help people out. It's always great to be able to talk with people that have made uh, a, a business out of something that they're passionate about. So very impressed with what you guys do. I certainly appreciate it because I'm going to keep buying shoes from you because they work for me. And uh, I, I really uh, wish you guys the best success. Thank you and everything that you do. Thank you, Chad. We really appreciate your time and, and for being a loyal customer as well. All right. Well, you take care. All right. Don's music there. Oh, by the way, if you did not know, all of our music here is provided by Mr. Don Merkel. He is a local musician, actually right out of Charleston. And uh, his new album, Rumor of a Ghost, is out. You can find it, donmerkel.com, Facebook, all those places. Search all of our stuff, you'll find it. And if you're really into that, there is a two-part interview where Don talks about his music and plays a lot of the songs from that uh, here in the studio. It really turned out to be a really cool episode. So check that out, donmerkel.com. I want to uh, thank uh, Amy Minkle for coming on. I, you know, I love I love everything that they do at that store. I cannot tell you how important it is to go and get your feet properly fitted in a pair of shoes. If you ever thought, well, I tried running, but it just wasn't for me. When everything's not hurting, you'd be surprised at how much more of an athlete you probably are. You know, I, I did a show a, a little while back talking about why I've been looking more into uh, health stuff. And just for, for anybody who doesn't know, uh, about a year ago is when I got COVID. Me and the whole family did. And it was really bad. And I realized that I'm the heaviest person in the family. And I'm not doing a lot of stuff to take care of myself. And I work in a hospital where COVID is prevalent. And I need to probably do something about this. Because whether you like it or not, and I'm someone who's fully vaccinated. Whether you like it or not, that vaccine doesn't all of a sudden make you safe. No pill really makes you safe. You don't want to get where you have to trust the, the pharmaceutical companies. How about do your work on the front end? Or even if you do have full faith in the government and the pharmaceutical uh, combination that seems to be happening in our lives why not help it out and put your body in the best shape that it can be in? At least be more active than what you've been. I can't stress that enough. The change in how I look and feel today is miles away from where I felt in January. And I'm going to tell you, it's very important that we really watch after ourselves. And, you know, that, that's what I love about what Amy and them do at Fleet Feet. They, sure, they have great products. They have awesome products. I could I could spend a lot of money in their store. <laughs> uh, but they have great products. They have incredible services. And, and it's not just about the shoes and the insoles. It's about the programs they have that give back to the community, sure, but give you back something else. It's a little bit of your health and your freedom. Because nobody really wants to feel the way we all did after we were shut in for so long after COVID. You know, just get back out there and try it. And if you're worried you're not going to do it right, contact them. They'll tell you what to do. They'll connect you with people. We need to do that more often. You know, so many times we set 
we 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 want to do something, but we don't set goals. And when we when we don't set the goals, we don't have the ladder to get us where where we need. You know, we yeah you, you have to really break everything down into steps. Was I remember one of the basketball coaches at College of Charleston used to say all the time that old, that old saying that journey a thousand miles begins with two steps. And what was the other one he said? Uh, it is possible to eat an elephant. You just do it one bite at a time. There's no reason to try to swallow the whole thing, right? I think that uh, I think that's one of the things that we miss a lot. That we forget that we we do better when we break things down and we we find smaller goals to help us reach our uh, our, our larger one. It's it's just something that we have to do, and, and and we make things way too hard when we do that. There's a there's another side, and that that part's easy for us to understand. I've got a major goal. I should warm up. I should uh, try to reach these benchmarks, and then I know I can get where I need to be. That's simple. But there's a, there's another thing we have to do. It's one thing to say you're going to do something. It's a completely different thing to actually do it and believe it. Oh, I'm going to get healthier. I'm going to go route and I'm going to run. I'm going to go three miles every day. I'm going to go, do, I'm going to go ahead and start it. And I, I, yeah, that, that's going to be it's a high benchmark. I'm going to go and do it. You know you can't do it. You haven't run in two years. So why are you doing that to yourself? So when you go out and fail, all you're going to do is like, I just can't. My knees, are, my knees just can't handle running. I'm not saying there aren't some people that legitimately can't run. I, I would challenge you find something else cardiovascular that you can do. It's just you should. Okay. But that's not, that's not what this is about. It's about the inside. You see, I've gone to the gym throughout the years. I've I've done a couple of diets to try them. But it wasn't until I was put into a situation when I had COVID that it was, uh, you know what, I I need to quit just being okay with this. And then I miss a week at the gym, and that's okay. Uh, beer and pizza with people, Wednesday nights and Saturday nights, it's not going to put that much weight on me. And then we start to lose grip with two things, uh, ourselves and what our limitations are and reality. You, you can't do that. You can't live your life that way. So there's something about breaking things down and, and, and spending time in self-reflection and looking at ourselves and saying, I want to accomplish this. What do I need? Maybe it's, maybe it's new tools. Maybe it's somebody with a game plan. Maybe it's a mentor. Maybe it's somebody that will hold you accountable. Whatever it is. There's stuff there that we have to do. And when we do that, the other thing that it does is it makes us more bought into where we're going. Now, suddenly, it's not just the outside that's getting warmed up. It's the inside. It's your belief system. It's your heart, that thing in your chest. Those deep recesses of your brain where doubt lives. You're already shining the light saying, okay, I need to clear you guys out of here. We got work to do. So many times we think we can just take off and do things on our own. And I'm going to tell you, I, I, I can't. Yes, I've lost 45 pounds. I've worked my butt off. There is no way in hell I would do this without Maria. I, I would have already given up. Why? Because she's the one that's in charge of food, and I would have screwed it up by now. And number two, because I've got somebody that holds me accountable, a partner. Not that's sitting there checking off boxes and, hey, have you done your running today? No, someone who is walking and going through it with me. Sometimes we have a spouse or a, a really close friend who has the same interests we do and can do that. But sometimes we don't. That's okay. Spouses have different different ideas and, and, and different hobbies. Maria is not a musician. I didn't mean to laugh so much when I said that. She's poor thing is not. Uh, I am. I go and do music stuff. I don't turn to music to Maria for music advice on, on which chord goes better in this part of the song. I, I, I don't do that. But uh, when it comes to this and something that we want to make a lifestyle change for us, it is something that I've got somebody I can use as not only a mentor, but a cheerleader and a partner. And it's wonderful. You've got to find people like that. You've got to find things that allow you to have a roadmap. You can't just go out and do it. And here's the thing that has to do with everything we're dealing with right now. Everything. Getting your business up and running, going back to work getting yourself in shape, finding a way to, to, to make better friends with all the folks that you knew at the office who have gone off the deep end because everything's politicized. 
Whatever it is, whatever it is that you want to do in your life, whatever goal you want to reach, you have got to break it down and look at it realistically. I'm going to tell you another thing. You need someone who will tell it to you straight. You'll find your cheerleaders. That one person that you know and love and really appreciate but may doubt you a little bit, don't be afraid of that person either. But do not put them as your go-to for everything. Balance that crap out. I, I do like having yes people around me. And I'm not, I'm, I'm, I have no problem saying that because they're positive. They believe you can do it. When things falter, they don't just go back to whatever bad habits or they said, see, I told you you shouldn't do it. And, and I stick with them and, and they're your, your motivating factors. And I, I love that. They are live-in cheerleaders. That, that's awesome. But, but have yourself someone every now and then you're like, Hey, I need a different perspective on this. Ah, great. I didn't want to talk to you anyway, moron. And then you walk away and then think about what they said and realize, okay, I should at least put some weight into that. We try to do too much stuff alone, as if we have the the tools and the roadmap already, or it's better to just figure it out. Don't get me wrong. I'm all for being nimble and being able to make changes on the fly. You have to be versatile in life or, or you'll never make it, but you don't have to start out every project that way. You know, one of the things I tell folks all the time when I hire a new rep, uh, they ask me what I think they should do to plan out their week. And, I, and, I, and it does not matter what what line of work I've been in. I have always told them this, and I absolutely believe it. On Sunday night, you're sitting around watching the football game, doing whatever you're doing. Kind of have a game plan of where you're going to go for the week. Monday morning when you get up, finalize what your plan's going to be Monday and Tuesday. And then Tuesday evening, Go ahead and throw away whatever your plan was Wednesday through Friday. It was probably wrong, and now you've got to adapt based off what you've learned these past two days. So what you're saying, Chad, is just plan for Monday and Tuesday. No, I want you to plan the whole week. Well, why would I do that if I'm getting rid of it on Wednesday? Because you may not have to. Monday and Tuesday may not be as productive, and you've got something. But really, in this line of work, you're probably throwing away and redoing Wednesday through Friday. There's a lesson in that. The Boy Scouts have a motto. (laughs) It's very simple. Be prepared. That's all that is. If you don't do the prep work, if you don't find the people, if you can't get a mentor, if you can't hold yourself accountable or find people that can do it, you're probably not going to succeed. I want you to think about all the times you've tried something before, whether it was running, going to the gym, getting your finances in order, learning about investing, Whatever it is, something that you failed at, did you really plan it well? Did you do research and do a little step-by-step guide of where you needed to go? Did you have cheerleaders? Did you have somebody holding you accountable? The answer is probably no to most, if not all of those questions. So why do you think, why do you think, why do you think you're going to have the same outcome if you do something different? Maybe it wasn't your ability, but your ability to plan that failed you. We're not all specialists in everything we need. We're human beings. We're pack, we're pack animals. We're tribal. We need specialists. We have to have people around us. Maybe you are a specialist in one thing, and you need to be that, and that's good. Keep keep building your craft and making yourself the most indispensable person to your tribe that you can. But don't ever think that you've got it all down. There are other people you can turn to. There are other sources you can look into. You don't have to follow each one of their advice, but getting it will help you plan better. I want you to think about something over the next few days. I want you to think about something that you failed at. Something that you really wanted to do. That deep down you you thought, you know, I really thought I could do that. And I want you to just revisit it in your head. Yeah, maybe maybe, maybe you did fail and maybe it's just not going to happen for you. Or maybe, maybe it deserves another shot. We're getting towards the end of the year. I'm not a big believer. I've done shows on this before. I'm not a big believer in New Year's resolutions. I think they're kind of crap because we've kind of just turned them into a thing that we're okay with breaking. I do kind of do resolutions. I do goals for the year. 
I always set them at my birthday. It's always uh, a three-month, six-month, and a year sets of goals. I want you to sit around, and, and now that we're getting to the end of the year, I, I'm going to allow... I'm going to allow for some hypocrisy on my point, uh, my part. I, I want you to think about that January 1st. And I want you to think about what could change. I want you to think about something you failed at. I want you to think about what you would do differently and build a plan. If you do it, let me know. Thanks for stopping by the bar. We've picked up your tab. But if you'd like to leave the best bartenders you know a tip, head over to patreon.com forward slash local bar and support the show any support is greatly appreciated if you'd like to drop us a line send your emails to chad at localbarmedia.com thanks for coming in see you next week this podcast is part of a local bar media for this and other shows, visit localbarmedia.com. I know you better than you think you know yourself. You're not so different.